da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. Because the whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Well, this is the first time we've ever done this on the show, and I think it's a little bit overdue, considering we've been through four of these uh, holidays, Valentine's Day, on the show, and haven't really celebrated or mentioned it, because it brings back horrible, awful memories for everybody <laughs> involved. So, no, just kidding. Um, Valentine's Day special, long overdue, on the Mad About Movies podcast. A lot of Valentine's yeah. Day-themed movies. And it's definitely a time for a dinner and a movie with your loved one. Uh, speaking of, blueapron.com slash mad. Hook that up <laughs> within the next week. You'll thank us later, and so will your loved one. Uh, anyway, dinner and a movie is always something that people do on Valentine's Day, or they go see a movie, or they uh, watch a, their favorite movie, the first movie they saw together, things like that, if you're celebrating Valentine's Day. Uh, if not, there are a lot of chick flicks. We're going to call them, I guess. That's the, the term we're using tonight. I'm sorry if that term offends anybody. Chick flick <laughs> is being used. Um, explicit warning is being put on the episode <laughs> because of that. Um, I almost ran a poll this week to like make sure that wasn't offensive. And then, <laughs> you never know nowadays. Like, we're in, Trump, know. We're in Trump's America. Yeah, yeah. We don't, You don't know what is going to call people out these Can days. we just say up front, we mean zero offense by any of that. If you take offense, just pretend like you don't i don't know just can we just move on is that cool it's a can't win we get emails uh weekly that we are um too feminist and then right. oftentimes within 10 minutes we'll get an email that we don't understand women at all we shouldn't do a podcast because we're three white males mm -hmm. and it's just you, you realize when you start putting yourself in a public forum that you just cannot win so we're just going to go with chick flicks because that's what everyone says and if it offends you um I'm sure people will write us emails that it wasn't offensive enough that we should have used some horrible. <laughs> yeah, sure. And we're just going to ride the middle of the fence and say chick flicks. And uh, these are, as you guys know, I think we should all talk about it. We're going to, these are all movies about young birds, right? Chicken run. <laughs> uh -huh. It was hard. It was tough. Where were you going to rank chicken run? How, Cause there's only Howard a few. The, yeah. Howard the duck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's chicken little, Greatness. Yeah, all the but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed we came up with three. Go us, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, we have a guest, so we should introduce her. We so should. So to counteract all this misogyny or non-misogyny, <laughs> we can't decide what it is. Is uh, Emily joining us back for the second time? Back by popular demand, Emily Tate. What's up? Hey, it's good to be back. Happy to uh, assuage your white male guilt. <laughs> Appreciate it's, it. We need it. Thanks, pal. We need it all we can get. Um, but Emily is here, and she has prepared her favorite chick flicks, and we've prepared our own. And this is going to be interesting, because uh, there's, there's always a debate about our lists. First of all, it's probably the most debated thing in America right now, is our most recent list episode. Um, but... It, it's always going to be weird because Protest what is chick street. flick? Because uh, does romantic comedy count as chick flick? Because then you've, you, that opens it up to a whole different array of movies. Movies that are funny but also have a love story element to them. By, but the definition that I use, and uh, again, this will be debated probably later, is movies that are targeted to women first. Their first demographic mm -hmm. is 
the 18 to 35 year old woman in an, uh, their perspective market. So, uh, the ones that I've picked, I feel like, at least for my top five, I picked five. I don't know how many y'all picked, but I, I listed a ton and I narrowed it down to five for my discussion tonight or for this discussion. And, uh, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie to you to a come up with a lot, but I came up with a lot and then I had a tough time narrowing those down because, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, there are some in here that I've watched maybe two, three times, some that I've seen a ton, some that I've only seen a few times, but liked a lot. So mm-hmm. this is a lot harder than just naming my favorite movies. Cause that's easy. And, um, naming my favorite movies of the year and things like that. So this was a lot harder for me to narrow down. But so that was kind of the the mindset I went into it with was movies targeted to women first. And then if anybody else wants to come on board, sure. That that that's great too. And we'll please everybody that's uh willing to give us their eyes. But so that was mine. Um that's kind of my preface. Is there any prefaces that we need to get to before we get to the official lists? Brian I know you were uh, you were researching all week. Yeah. I saw your documentation happening of <laughs> right. your, how many yeah, how many know, versions of your list did you go through? Before? Oh, so it's like a whole <laughs> yellow legal pad. Uh, <laughs> like it is hard to define, and I'm excited to do this episode. If for no, I was talking to Emily earlier today. I think it'll be fun because I think we're going to get a lot of different movies, mm-hmm. which is a you know, like I love doing our year end list, but we did a top 10 and we probably had like 15 different movies between the three of us, you know, cause we all enjoyed a lot of the same stuff. This is going to be kind of more wide reaching and I think we'll see a lot of different stuff, but I did struggle too, Kent with like the definition of, of chick flick and what really applied to this list and, and did not. And so, cause like, mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of romantic comedies that might not qualify as, as quote unquote chick flicks. And then there's, uh, several other movies that are more like um, that probably do count as chick flicks, but aren't really romance centric. So I don't know. It's like a hard. Sure. Yeah. That aren't Valentine's. A, you would never watch on sure. Valentine's. Sure. Right. Okay. It's kind of a fluid, yeah. fluid uh, situation. So I, I did the best I could. I came up with 10 and I had a few uh, honorable mentions as well. And, and, cool. uh, but yeah, it's, it's been fun. It I got a, a lot, of, a lot of honorable mentions. So Emily, sure. what's your definition of chick flick from a chick? Yeah, I think. I think you put it pretty well of, of targeted to, to women first. I may have cheated on maybe one of mine with that, but, mm-hmm. um, the other qualifier I added for myself was it had to be adults. Um, so sure. I, I disqualified any of the high school romance movies or kind of college romance movies. Um, because there's a lot, you know, when it comes to just girly kind of movies clueless would be up there i love easy a i love you know a lot of those kinds of movies but they didn't feel like chick flicks Mean girls yeah mean girls yes so interesting interesting okay that might change my list yeah that might be put a kink into this whole system here but that no that's 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 fine uh my five are just the nicholas sparks movies that aren't the notebook so i got about 30 minutes ready if you guys could just bookmark me 30 minutes on the lucky one i got a lot of thoughts the last kiss is that on there is that yeah. one? Is that one? <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it is one. I'm pretty is sure one. that is not one, but if it is... It's actually just Knights and Rodanthe five times, so it's good. Good list, Richard. <laughs> Knights and Rodanthe. <laughs> Mine's just under the Tuscan sun five times. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks, I don't know if we've talked, talked much about his work on the show, but he's the king of just 
I'll just <laughs> the the two worst things that could ever happen to two people. Gonna write a book about it, and then they did the notebook. And you know, somehow like, they'll so people get Alzheimer's and then forget about their long lost. <laughs> you know, it's like oh god, it's horrible. But it's like so sad. But it's so sweet. You know, it's a uh, he is Airport. he's a genius about uh, about that stuff, and he's done it time and time again. And the king of the uh, couple almost kissing on the cover of the movie, <laughs> just embracing but not kissing. You know. I'm still kind of mad we didn't go with that for our, our we did iTunes art. It wasn't I know. Approved, well, but... we took one, but we didn't we yeah. didn't use it because we have yeah. one of us, all three of us, kind of approaching each other. Right, that's the next T-shirt. So okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually, Brian and Richard embracing and me approaching them, <laughs> and, it, and then it's just that kind of moment between it. Yeah, and it didn't John work, Colvin no. is playing in the background. It's it's a beautiful <laughs> picture, honestly. <laughs> Where have all the cowboys I gone? Wait. I don't want to yeah. wait. Yeah. No, that was Paula Cole. Where have all the cowboys gone? I should get my oh, 90s trivia it. right. I think they're both. Yeah, they're both yeah, Paula they, Cole. Yeah. I think Sean Colvin is. Uh, Sonny, Sonny came, came home. Yeah, yeah, there you to go. To a favorite. <laughs> it works. Sorry. All right. We'll do 90s. Mad about 90s another day. <laughs> That's a whole other day. I got um, a lot of Liz Fair takes, so buckle up. So. Richard, uh, any prerequisites to your list? How many did you pick? Honorable mentions? Got, how did that kind of go? I have five. Mine are a little more rom-com heavy. Okay. Because, uh, I I mean, there are rom-coms. There's a, it's like a Venn diagram. Um, there are rom-coms that aren't chick flicks, but a lot of them are. Yeah. The, the middle circle's big, in my opinion, in this humble podcaster's estimation. So, mm-hmm. uh I have a lot. Mine's a little rom-com heavy, which is probably good that you guys left those out because then maybe there'll be a little heterodoxy amongst friends. All right. One more prerequisite before we get to our list here is do musicals count as chick flicks? Because if so, can I just put La La Land five times as best <laughs> chick flick of all time? On my list? I would say not automatically, but certain ones, certainly like Emily and this could, you would be the expert on this, but like, isn't Mamma Mia kind of a chick flick? But like, yeah, like uh, Mamma Mia would be a chick flick, but like yeah. Cats probably not. Like yeah. not like West Side Story, but yeah, but little shop right. of horrors. Yeah, Cats. <laughs> me and my girls going to see Cats. <laughs> Grab I want a the... pretzel burger after. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry if anybody loves Cats out there. But no, uh, I'm, really, not, no. I'm not. I'm not sorry. really. Yeah, I'm not. I'll apologize for a lot of things. Yeah. that's that's not one of them. See, Every I wonder if there's a guy. You know that guy that has been to every SNL taping since '75 or whatever. <laughs> if there's somebody that just been to every Cats performance for yeah. 50 yeah. years, just loves it. <laughs> Richard passed out. It's okay. That'd be such a. Uh, that'd be such a good Kramer bit. That's just where he was every night. He yeah. always went to cats. Just loves cats. It's just great. It's just so entertaining. <laughs> it almost never gets old. It almost I'm never gets old. Telling you, Jerry, you gotta see the cats. <laughs> they look like real cats, Jerry. Um, okay. All right. So honorable mentions we can start this with. Um I've got a list, probably almost twenty movies that okay. I didn't put on the list that I could have considered. Um so I'll start it off. I'll just name one. Didn't make my list for best chick flicks of all time. Sleepless in Seattle. Guys. Strong. Yeah. Strong. Strong. Great one. It's hard 
first. Oh, I should also say I love chick flicks. So this is sure. right up my alley. Oh yeah. Almost almost categorically. All I of these movies I I considered on the list. Like these are ones that I've liked and enjoyed and uh could watch again many time, whatever. Um Sleepless in Seattle on there. And I have a couple of these on the list and it's hard because you have to narrow down the Tom Cruise Meg Ryan movies just to one and that's almost impossible to do. Right. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. And uh, Meg Ryan in the 90s. I had to prerequisite that. Um, (laughs) And so it was Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail that made my list. Mm -hmm. That Chappelle. uh, You've Got Greatest Work. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. But um, (laughs) Steve's on too. Yeah. Uh, O'Malley, Steve's on. (laughs) And American Treasure Tom Hanks on one screen. It's hard to beat that, but it. You've Got Mail was one that uh, I think kind of works better with age just because of how nostalgic it is uh, to, go, to go back and like think about that, the, the, you know, the kind of the birth of the uh, of social media and email and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, like at the time, it was really high tech. Like I didn't have the Internet when I went and saw that movie for the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, my gosh, people can communicate online. Like it was this big thing. And I remember like. I remember getting AOL like later that year or whatever and being blown away that we could get email and all that. But, um, now you go back and watch it and it's, uh, it's just fun and nostalgic. Like back then it was kind of futuristic, but now it's just fun and nostalgic and it still holds up comedically and all that. And it's sweet and fun. And, uh, it's about more than just the internet. It's about kind of small businesses and big businesses competing and, living in new york and all that so um that one's a good one but sleepless in seattle and you've got mail did not make my top list and that was tough Fair. that was tough those what were a, both in my top yeah. 10 i love love both they were your top movies. 10 I, oh okay yeah yeah i i would have had since we're only doing top five tonight i had sleepless in seattle in like six range and and you've got mail at nine i love both of those movies those are those are classic rom-com chip chick flicks to me Cool. Yeah, yeah Sleepless sleep. in Seattle made my honorable mention list as well. It's it's one that like I know it's it's iconic from a from a chick flick perspective, but it's mm-hmm. not one that I really revisit. Um it never quite hit me as much as some of the other ones. So uh it's it's in my honorable mention list. Yeah. Uh Richard, were you gonna mention I it? love Sleepless in Seattle. It was mm-hmm. in my top five. Sweet. Love Sleepless in Seattle. Uh like peak Efron. Mm. Also the first time I was aware of Seattle aside from like, I think that and Ken Griffey jr. Really sealed in <laughs> a deep love of Seattle for me. You meant, you meant Nora Efron, not Zach Efron for the people. Did that I are say gonna, Zach Efron? No, you, no, you said you, Efron. You said Efron. Yeah. But I just uh, wanted to, I clarify. to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, I appreciate it. I did mean, uh, yeah. Peak but Efron just, he was like two and a half. He's, it was he's a zygote, but he was just he was beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I love, I love, uh, I love that movie, and I like you got mail too. But Sleep in Seattle to me is like it sets. It is like the uh, Chuck Berry for '90s chick flicks. Like it's it sets the tempo, yeah, uh, and kind of invents the formula in a lot of ways. And, uh, and, and a great cast. And Meg Ryan was like such a, uh, shooting star for a few years there with Harry met Sally, mm-hmm. uh, and this, and, uh, was such a, not a really long career, but, uh, people undervalue peak Meg Ryan sure. and her 100%. adorability and Hanks. And part of that's just like the unfairness of 
like a male career versus a female. But, uh, and you know, so we all know Hanks cause he's been doing, he continues to do it, you know, 30 years later, but, but Ryan was every bit as equal at that, in that movie and, and was awesome in it. And, uh, and yeah, it's a, in the, and, and, you know, yeoman's work, I don't know, this might be its own award. Cause I don't really know if it's, um, like O'Malley. Cause I can't really tell you sense of humor about himself, but maybe we might just call like the, the Garbers. Of just guys oh, like yeah. Victor Garber just get yeah. in there, do yeah. their thing, always yeah. kill it, and just are are just consistently awesome in really small parts forever. Uh, I'm a big, and so there's some some classic Victor Garber in this. Yeah, it, there's so much something, so much more romantic about Sleepless in Seattle than You've Got Mail. You've Got yeah, Mail is more like fun, cute, and Sleepless yeah. in Seattle is more like it's got Seattle and the rain and the houseboat and the. Uh, like them talking to each other through the radio and doing the, the whole, boat. and it's a, it's just so much more like, I don't know, romance, like, like, uh, no, you picture romance when you think of that, you don't picture like, uh, you know, new love when you think of you got mail, but those are tough. And in all the Meg Ryan, you know, Tom Hanks movies are all cl- kind of classics and, and, uh, you know, that was a good time. It was a nostalgic. It's been time. enough time. Can we get one more? Right. I, I, I'm down. I don't know if it yeah. would work. I don't know if I know Ryan is touchable Nora these are, days. Nora's, Nora's passed on, but uh, I'd be down for one more kind of just, you know, they're both widows. Larry Crown too. Just... <laughs> Larry's looking for love. and fire, fire up Now that you mention it, that's in my top ten. No. <laughs> Uh no. Uh me maybe. I don't like Meg Ryan showed up on Curb like the last season yeah. of Curb, I think. She's she's, she still does there. stuff. Uh she I don't know if a Tom Hanks movie would be I don't know if the how the public would feel about it. You know what I mean? It's just been so long. It's just I don't know. But yeah. It's always good to revisit their stuff. So that's those are my honorable in my honorable mentions. Um here's another one. Does this count as chick flick to you? Um, let me ask you, Jerry Maguire. Yes, for uh, me it is. Yeah, it's, okay. It it's Cameron Crowe's really good. He he's like the uh, he's the tightrope of chick flick because that's a sports movie and a chick flick kind of all in one and a comedy and a drama. That's just a, a really but yeah, I think because the uh, iconic scene. I think if you're going to say something from Jerry Maguire, it's not show me the money. It's you complete me. So that wins. You have me at hello. My, my counterpoint to that would be, and I struggled a little on this as well. Um, I put it in the same category as another one of my honorable mentions, which is groundhog day um, of it's, it's heavily focused around the relationship. um, But I tried, I ended up skewing a lot more towards female led movies as opposed to male led with, you know, a female love interest. I think I, my list kind of leans that way too, except for one movie actually in my top five, but, um, that, yeah, I have one in my top five that breaks that too, but, but my thing is it's not like Jurassic park. I don't speak for me. I mean, I speak for me and me only. I was like, I just can't picture, Hey bros, let's go, let's go see Jerry Maguire together. You know what I mean? I just don't. Yeah. That's kind of that. It's kind of a date movie, if not yeah, a chick flick. It'd be so cool maybe, to go as a group know, or like point. to see with your family or something. But like, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like a, 
it would definitely fall more on the chick flick side of things. So that I left that off the list just because I didn't know where it would fall in in the uh, in the category. So mm-hmm. that's another strong one. Cameron Crowe at his best, Cruz at his yeah. best, Cuba at his best. Um, I mean, good script, fun, memorable movie, memorable scenes, um, memorable characters. I could, yeah. I could see a Jerry that, Maguire sequel working or something sometime. That one definitely know. like stands the test of time. Yeah. That one, I think it went through a phase where it became really easy to make fun of Jerry Maguire because of show me the money. And because you of how iconic it is. Stuff. It always yes, is like exactly. That, it's, it's, exactly. It's kind of like friends, um, how we went through this phase and like the, mid to late 2000s where everybody's like oh friends Puh. and you're like hey guys friends was the best show on tv for a long time so uh-huh. like just give it let's, let's watch it come back around and now it's you know now that it's on netflix people have come back around so i, I kind of think that's how jerry Maguire plays out as well but i'm the world's biggest cameron crow apologist so i'm very <laughs> did did it make your list at all yeah i, ha- I had it number five and it, it was jerry Maguire? oh really edition. cool yeah i love jerry Maguire. jerry Maguire is a I we've all kind of danced around and said the same thing of just like it is a great great date movie whether it's a chick flick or mm-hmm. not it's that's a classic date movie and uh it's cool to see as a as a big Cameron Crowe fan and as a big Tom Cruise fan that is a that is a pairing that it doesn't work so successfully with Vanilla Sky but for like that one year they hit at just the right moment in both of their careers to like kind of make an iconic sort of movie. So I, yeah, I love Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Um, I need to make a quick correction okay. because I'm sure there's people, certain people screaming at the, uh, their iPhones or, or Androids or whatever. Uh, there's a movie that came out last year called Ithaca, uh, starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan directed like they, by Meg Ryan. So I was going to no say, way. I felt like they did yeah. something together, but I was thinking yeah. of Larry crown and that wasn't, that was Julia yeah, Roberts. It came out really small, not not great buzz out of it, but Meg Ryan directed it and started it with Tom Hanks. So weird. That okay, happened. So I'm I'm I, I wasn't aware of that. I apologize. It was we obviously a huge hit, and we all probably should have seen it in hindsight. But uh, it's just because it's directed by a woman that we didn't. And that's 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 <laughs> I didn't know it was Meg. We just knew it was my rule. Woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a bunch on my. A bunch left of my honorable mentions. So I want to. Okay. I can just kind of burn through these. Do y'all have any yeah, more honor- burn, burn honorable? Them. I'm going to kind of adjust my list as we go to try to touch on some stuff that we don't talk about in these honorable mentions. Okay, if that's cool. So I'm going to start uh, with Pretty Woman, honorable, classic. Yeah, classic. Classic. That's all we can really say. Um, my favorite movie as a kid up there. Don't know why I saw it. Saw it in like a hotel or something really mm-hmm. young, but was all in on Pretty Woman as like a six year old. It's it's um kind it's of a, pretty. Oh, it holds aside up. Aside from that one scene where George Costanza roughs her up a little bit, <laughs> uh, yeah. but like, but the overall theme of the movie or the like spirit of the mm-hmm. movie holds up pretty well. No, absolutely, and um, definitely Julia and her doing what she yeah. does. Um, so Pretty Woman, uh, Legally Blonde, honorable, definitely, uh, definitely uh, one of the more bearable, uh, I guess. Uh, Reese Witherspoon performances, if I could say that. <laughs> I've never been I'm a huge Reese person. Um, yeah. I thought she was insufferable and walked the line, and then she won the Oscar for it, so I looked like the biggest idiot of all time, but that's okay. <laughs> um, she's uh, a little too uh, plays the blonde stereotype a little too hard for me, especially in this movie, but I found something extremely charming about it, 
and um, I uh, found their her relationship with her mentor really charming in it, and how she kind of finds her way is uh, is charming as well. So it's worth a mention, but didn't make the list. But it's one that if uh, the lady wanted to throw on, I would not think twice. I would say yes. It could be a lot worse sure. than that. Legally sure. Blonde, um, Clueless is another one in kind of that same uh, Valley Girl vein <laughs> that uh, I don't find myself attracted to in my cinema. But uh, it has an audience, yeah. and uh, Clueless is a classic. Clueless yeah. is totally my wife's favorite movie. It's um, oh yeah, oh it, I love Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it um, it it has definitely grown on me as a you know I, I guess back in the day I just kind of wrote it off you know um, but I can mm-hmm. see its value now as a movie rather than just a piece of oh we all used to love this when we were young you know like a lot of stuff but I've gone back and watched. And just like you know, go back and watch Space Jam. You're like, oh no, oh oh no. And speak you know, for yourself, sure. <laughs> and then you go back and watch Clueless. It's not so bad either. Paul Rudd too, low key mm-hmm. awesome yeah. in that movie. And the first of much Paul Rudd in the the last of a little Alicia Silverstone. I think no, I think uh, Batman and Robin kind of killed it. Or yeah, excess baggage as well. Classic <laughs> for Alicia, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was that was a that was a little bit of a of a killer. It, yeah, that hurt her. That, that hurt her bad. Um, but it's hard to recover from from a uh, Batgirl. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> what does she say? What's her name in the movie? It's me, oh, Patricia. Uh, we know you look the exact same. You're just wearing something on your eyes. I don't know what her name was in the movie. Um, oh. She was oh so bad in that. But that's another story. Um, Moulin Rouge, another one. If we're talking about musicals, chick flicks, oh, yeah, classic. Moulin Rouge is classic. I know all that's the songs. My, and that's Sarah's favorite movie. Is it? Volta. Yeah, that's her number one favorite movie of all time. So it it qualifies. I just like watching the Moulin Rouge Lady Marmalade music video on loop. I call that Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I don't actually Kim watch the movie. Down. Yeah. Just the little Kim and uh, pink stuff. That's the only thing I. <laughs> I pink is my. She's my You're anti anti Aguilera and anti especially Maya. <laughs> Maya, I'm I'm you know I drove Maya into the ground. She didn't have a career anymore because <laughs> of my, my hate speech. No, Maya, gosh, ghetto superstar and that that was like all right. See you, Maya. It's been real. It's been fun. <laughs> Thanks. We're out. Um, it's a big star for a couple yeah. years though. No, Moulin Rouge is uh is you know uh, I, I guess it's kind of depressing at this point to think about it. It's like uh. You know, what was it, Chicago that came out and got all that buzz after Moulin Rouge and was just kind of, uh, it felt a little bit derivative of that, but uh, totally. was done with a lot Moulin less Rouge flair. Was punished because Moulin Rouge was punished because the songs weren't original because it did interpretations, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. of so many, you know, out the mm-hmm. pop songs that already existed. So it could never really have like it's, could never really win the Oscar for best song or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, discounted more than it probably should be because it's good. It's just a bummer, and it felt felt like we weren't uh, too familiar with Boz Lerman. We're just kind of figuring out what he was about, yeah. and now we know what he's about. And it's like, oh, it was Moulin Rouge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they they didn't have a, a chance to like kind of reward him during that time, like which is sad. Like if they could go back and say, man, you really that movie was. Uh, you know, artistically and cinematically and, and, you know, all that was 
way better than we thought. We could, <laughs> we could go back and redo that. We probably would. I, I would Super think so. influential, too. Oh, I think absolutely. you're right. It was. For, you know, yeah. what was that nine movie that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis did that f- flopped? That um, oh, kind of like that. Uh, anyway, so that was worth a mention for me, too. Totally. Um, that's on my list. Here's another one that's debatable. Gone with the Wind? Chick flick? <sighs> See, I, I don't even think, think so. of that one. Yeah. That's the second time in two days, though, I've heard that reference as a chick flick. So I guess it is. It's, it's a woman uh, leading the cast. Kind of, well, Clark Gable is in it, but definitely it's not c- centered around Rhett Butler. It's more about Scarlett and her wife or whatever. Um, it's it's kind of old. It's kind of before the chick flick was a thing, uh, you know, a genre really. So it's hard yeah, to define me, that. But that's for me, I one. think a big part of chick flick is like easy to watch and light. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. So that that's you know, I don't know. It probably wouldn't fall on on my list. I I can see how you could make a case for it. It's definitely targeted to women. Mm-hmm. Uh. It definitely has the romance uh, aspect of it. Like uh, that was your one of your prerequisites too. Um, yeah. So that falls under the kind of Valentine's Day category, but maybe not necessarily chick flick. I'll give you that. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Across the universe, chick flicky. Mm. Kind of Moulin Rouge. Definitely another one of Sarah's favorite movies. Mm. Uh, I would say less than Moulin Rouge of a chick flick. More. Because the Beatles are more universal, and there's more not as glammed out versions of their songs. There's there's kind of glammed out, you know, Moulin Rouge style versions, but also there's kind of like uh, there's different versions as well. I would I would lean towards no on that one, but barely. It's close. It's worth the conversation. What do you think, Brian? Um, I don't really care for either of those two movies, so I didn't even think of them in this category. I think. Moulin Rouge much more so than Across the Universe. More chick flick? Okay. Yeah. Here's one that I needed to mention. Um, in my family, this is a big player. It's just so, for some reason a favorite of pe- several of like my aunts and uh, my sister. Notting Hill. Yeah. I don't think oh, about it much. That's on my list. But it's, all, Sweet. it's always um, one that they want to watch around the holidays or they always mention as one of their favorite movies. Um, Definitely a chick flick, though, and charming yeah, and, oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hugh that Grant was is one the of my... god of the king chick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Of chick flick. Totally. Yeah. He is king. I was, uh, as a teenager, like, Julia was my girl. Like, every, you know, you can you can have your Pamela Anderson. I don't really care. I won't yeah, you on Julia. Julia, Roberts really? Girl. I huh. love Julia Roberts as a kid. I don't know what that was, but Notting Hill is, was probably my favorite or second favorite uh, chick flick growing up for whatever reason my best friend's wedding is another one that i really loved yeah. as a kid um a kid i mean a like teenager when Peak it was Rupert very yeah <laughs> yeah can't can't argue that at all uh when it was very <laughs> not cool to like chick flicks i remember <laughs> i remember having columbia house vhs which is a really old thing to say and i uh, had several julia roberts that was like the the biggest part of my collection, probably. So I'm very cool and old. So that's good to know, right? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh, not single though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so did Notting Hill make your list, Emily? No, it didn't. It, I, I considered it, um, 
it's one that a lot of my friends really loved and I always just kind of liked. Like it it just never was in my top. Ah. That the way happens. Grant delivers the line when he finds out that um Joey Roberts called him and his idiot roommate didn't give him the message and he explains there and he goes my roommate my flatmate who i will stab to death later <laughs> yes, that, yes that's one of the all-time great line <laughs> yes, deliveries of all time line. yeah, yeah. <laughs> reese fans yeah. is is uh is hilarious in that movie and does yes, a good yes. complimentary piece this yogurt's gone bad because yeah. it's mayonnaise yes oh. <laughs> it just keeps eating it yes yeah. right um then. love it so notting hill is one that uh needed a mention as well. Totally. And uh, another one is Bridesmaids. Yes. Is that uh, somewhere on the list? I'm sure. That one's like a more recent one, but uh, seems to already be making people's top five or ten of, Definitely. of uh, as far as chick flicks go. So, love that. Uh, a few more here. I mentioned Mean Girls. It was already mentioned by you guys. Um, Annie Hall. I kind of put that uh, as a not necessarily chick flick. But definitely a Valentine's Day kind of a movie, and um, one that I didn't want to yeah. put in my top five because it it wouldn't really fall in that category. But uh, I would say kinda. that's outside. That's in the romantic comedy Venn diagram, but uh-huh. outside of the chick flick part sure. of it. Definitely a romantic comedy, but not a chick flick. If that makes sense. Here's one. Uh, yeah, close. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That is on my honorable mention list because it it definitely breaks a lot of my my rules, but I love it so much that I was just like, I want to have it on my list. Yeah. That's another one that's gotten better with time. I didn't love that movie the first time, and I've watched it two or three times since, and it it seems like I enjoy it more every time out. I guess that's how I feel about a lot of the Judd Apatow universe films, which is strange. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Jason yeah. Siegel makes like a surprisingly good, you know, chick flick female lead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, he, he does. It yeah. Dead on. Um, it's. Have you seen "I Love You, Man"? Remember that one? It's kind of oh, like yeah. The, it's kind of like a dude's chick flick. If that makes <laughs> yes, sense. Totally. Yeah. That's uh. That's Jason, a good one too. Jason Siegel is like the um, the woman's version of like Sandra Bullock in those movies in that like she you know he's a good looking handsome guy but he's like attainably attractive and that's how like Sandra Bullock always has been and so it's they're like similar in that I think they you find them really likable in those movies because they seem like someone that is very attractive but is someone that you could date in a (laughs) weird way (laughs) yep I think so too um here's two more that I wanted to mention on the list, or actually three. Uh, She's the man with Amanda Bynes. Remember Amanda Bynes, guys? Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. I think. I don't Does know. Does Amanda Bynes remember Amanda Bynes? I don't think That's so. the question. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know if she's Great. still around. I hope so. David Cross's best work. She's yeah. super crazy. <laughs> like, super crazy. Um, Three Men and a Baby? That's not really chick flicky, but that's kind of uh, romantic comedy. Uh, light fun, lighthearted comedy, mm. and um, sixteen candles, the John Hughes classic, sure. sixteen candles. Um, that kind of falls in the high school ish category that you mentioned earlier, Emily. Uh, do we have any more honorable mentions or things that we want to mention before we get to our official 
list here? Um, I said my best friend's wedding. Five hundred days of summer is one that I yep. really enjoyed, but I haven't revisited very often, and so I kind of left that out. The other one that I had a hard time, I couldn't decide. It has like to me, it has like all the elements of a chick flick, but it doesn't feel like a chick flick. But I love it. Is Juno? Um, so that that one I left out because I just couldn't I couldn't figure out how to categorize it. I guess. Okay. My I think my last honorable mention would be How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, McConaughey pre McConaissance. Um, Actually, middle of the McConaissance, if you want to <laughs> technical about it. That's right when so, it was in the in the beef of it. Yeah, no, right, <laughs> right. No, was that uh, what was the one where he's the uh, ghost of girlfriend's past? Was that McConaughey too? Yes, that's yes. that's later. Um, this was this was him and Kate Hudson, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's. It's really fun. It's also kind of one of the early, um, what's her name? Catherine Hahn as a uh, character great. actress. And mm-hmm. like one of the first, I think it may have been the first time that I saw her in anything. And, um, you know, she's awesome. So, yeah. Need more I Catherine Hahn. On her. Brian always makes fun of me for it. No, I love her. I love her. It's, she's, she's great. I hate Not as much how as to I- lose a guy in 10 days. I hate that movie, but I totally respect <laughs> it's, uh, presence as a you know a highly rated chick flick i guess like that's the one most of these movies you're like if if you're if your wife or girlfriend or whatever wants to watch those movies you're like okay sure whatever i'm probably yeah. not gonna pop in clueless by myself but you know it's fine when it's how to lose a guy in 10 days i'm like i will just leave the room yes i do not yeah. want to watch this i'm with you that's their fast and the furious like, <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah yeah we just don't get it we appreciate that you like it and i will happily watch it uh, once a year, but I'm I I'm on my phone the whole time. But if it's Notting Hill, I'm I'm secretly locked yeah. in. Sure, you guys live life a quarter mile at a time, and we have our love ferns. So you know. <laughs> what about Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? I have never That's seen that and have no desire to. It's what one about of the weirder? Yeah, yeah, but what that's a-, a big one though, too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's. There's a sequel, so. If it has a sequel, that means there's an audience, I guess, somewhere. Well, I, nice Divine man. Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood too. Is that does that exist? I, I think that's know. the adult version of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I think so. Which is the uh, lesser adult version of the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been so really, the cycle. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. They just keep aging you. Yep. They just make the At same a certain movie point times. In our Orwellian future, they'll just issue those films depending on your age. Right. Exactly. That would be the movie you are issued at a certain point, yeah. <laughs> In our 1984, where we're headed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. 
Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, so let's hit the top five here. And these might differ for people. But um, one that I did have in my top five that was mentioned previously was Juno. And it's okay. actually my number five, I guess, on my list. That's not really ranked here. But mm. uh, man, that that's like a... Go, but going back and Ellen Page needs to probably win the Oscar for that one. You know, like that's a that's a that's a good movie. You know, yeah. And um, I love Juno. Juno's a great movie and one that is easy to revisit anytime. Like that, if that one happens to be on FX or something, I'm in. It's just a lot of fun to watch. I think it takes a really awkward and uncomfortable situation and goes about it in a really honorable way, I guess. And it's kind of uh almost a PSA in a way, you know, like if that yeah. did happen to you, like how would you react or how should you react to that? And it, she kind of discovers that, um, Juno does. And, um, that's a really strong, like moral center. That that's what does. I mean. It's yeah. like too totally. good to be a chick flick. I don't know. It's like, I think of chick flicks as like frothy, just like I think of like bro movies as frothy. And then there's like the middle ground of like just good movies. I put Juno more into that category because it's so good, but, but it's, I guess, now thinking about it in that prism, it really is a chick flick, and it's a great, great movie. Yeah, I felt like you, you Richard, I thought about Juno a lot, and, and it's it's kind of, it hits that thing of, yeah, it's got a lot of the elements, but um, it, it it just feels like good movie, not necessarily chick flick. I, I, I may be discounting the chick flick a little too much, but um, mm. yeah, it, it feels a little, it has more than what a normal chick flick does, which maybe then should make it on the list. But yeah, great, great script. Obviously my favorite can't, my favorite line of that in whole year. I, I just came away thinking this is so funny and I can't repeat it verbatim, but when JK Simmons is just like, <laughs> if I see that bleaker kid, I'm going to punch him in the, you know, yeah. that killed me. I don't yeah. know. That's just still is such a funny line the way he delivers it. Yeah, no, it's uh it's got a lot to like. Jennifer Garner's mm. bearable in it, and I'm not a Jennifer Garner fan. <laughs> who sure. and made that perfectly clear. Um, she's <laughs> she's uh, 
She has nothing to offer anyone. Capital One card a couple years ago. She's great in Juno. She's bad in literally everything else that I've seen her in. Like Uh, Brian said, it is weird when she pitches zero percent APR halfway through. (laughs) Juno, it just takes a weird. I didn't really need that. It is weird when she wants to like hook up with Sunny Weaver in the middle of the movie (laughs) in the closet too. It's just uh, out of nowhere. Like at, yeah. like during the draft too. It's a, Spreading ashes really does it for her. It does. So yeah, good. she's like Juno. It's it's that quippy dialogue, you know, of that great mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. quippy dialogue of you know, like Juno, are you going to give me your baby? And then it's like you know, you know, you can use these miles towards after you give the baby, you can use these miles on any airline as opposed to just one airline. It's like that that scene felt superfluous, <laughs> but it was very well written. It, it fit the character, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so Sarah is is great. Michael Sarah. In this, and we need more of him. I've always said, mm-hmm. and uh, American Treasures, Allison Janney, and yep. uh, future AT J.K. Simmons, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. rounds out a great cast with Rain Wilson involved too, um, yeah. of the Office fame, with a small supporting role. Um, so that's one. And Jason Reitman, what the heck have you been going? Uh, what the heck have you been doing? Because started off strong. This was kind of uh, kind of the start of yeah. that. But the real start of it before right before up in the air and um, up in the air is great and then not so much it's been, uh, been tough yeah and young adult was 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 pretty decent yeah but and then, labor oh. day and and uh remember men women and children that that was a that was a rough did you see that for, men women and no. children i don't feel like we no. ever did that no because it it tanked so hard i mean it was like an immediate not just a flop, but like everyone hates this is a terrible movie, sort of like worse thing. than Billy Lynn kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know if anything's yeah. worse than that. I don't know but, if that's possible, but sure. Yeah, <laughs> critically and everything. I mean, uh, commercially. Um, so that was my number five, as Juno. I guess it's not on. Didn't make the list on y'all as far as y'all. Yeah, I had concerned. it right on the outside, right okay. on the outside. Love the movie, but it just it doesn't feel like a chick flick to me. I guess. Okay, fair enough. What's your uh, number five then? I guess. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the uh, while you were sleeping, which I ah. loved as a kid. Um, I don't know why. That's kind of a weird movie to to love as a preteen, but I but I did. I don't really particularly like Sandra Bullock most of the time, but in her early days, she was to me was just much more endearing than she became during the height of her uh, her stardom. Uh, and and Peter Gallagher and and Bill. Pullman slash Paxton. Uh, it's such an enjoyable little movie and it's really, really rewatchable and has a great um, kind of a quippy, fast paced script that I think sets it apart from a lot of other uh, date movie chick flick types like that. Here's here's talk about some this talk about someone who owned the 90s low key. John <laughs> yeah. director John Turtletop. Mm-hmm. I'll give, I'm going to give you this resume. 1992 Three Ninjas. Strong. 1993, Cool Runnings. Oh. 1995, While You Were Sleeping. 1996, Brian's favorite movie of all time. How dare you? Phenomenon. (laughs) Phenomenon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's been a while since I've heard of that one. It's phenomenal. You do like that movie. You do like that movie because spoiler alert, he dies at the end, right? <laughs> well, that's the best part, but sure. <laughs> that's why it's called phenomenon, like actually. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I like uh, Pulp Fiction is because John Travolta <laughs> dies. So it's his best role. Brian's alarm clock is just wait. He wakes up to a, a gif of that scene. 
<laughs> John Travolta just coming out of the bathroom and getting Small lit up. smile, and then I'm off to the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> can we can we stop down and talk about his Brian? Did you see the performance on the oh, NFL show? I did. Why why did that happen? Seriously, like that was that was a horrible pregame show, a horrible bit, and then if if we weren't if that wasn't enough, if we weren't already at the point of just mass suicide, then we've got to knock we gotta have John Travolta show. I I just that was rough. pregame show was, rough. was I felt like I was dreaming the whole time. It was yeah, really it was weird. Atrocious. Yeah. Anyway, back to Chick Flicks, enough Super Bowl talk. But uh yeah. That's a good one, Brian. I love while you were sleeping. Uh, I find Bill Pullman off-putting, but I liked him in that. Yeah. Fair. What's your number five, Richard? My number five is a little film called Dirty Dancing. Oh, ooh, dirty. Yeah. The remake or? Obviously. There's <laughs> Havana Nights or? You guys know I love Diego Luna. I ride for Diego. Oh, wait, no. Um, no, you know, Swayze, Jennifer Grey, what else do you want? 30 Dancing is great. I've seen it 150 times in my life. I've enjoyed it every time. And uh, yeah, that's my number five. And I dare you to argue with me on it. I can't. I won't. I, I refuse. Um, okay, Emily. So, Brian, this is why we're friends. Uh, my number five was Sleepless and uh, it was while you were sleeping. Nice. <laughs> Right. Uh, but I also, I, I said I was done with honorable mentions and since Brian talked about my number five, I'm going to add a, a number six because I forgot this one. Uh, train wreck. Actually, oh, was my number yeah. six. Um, it, it was kind of a surprisingly good chick flick. I wasn't expecting that going into it. I thought it was just going to be another, you know, kind of crude comedy you know, what, what gets made these days, but it ended up being one of the best chick flicks I had seen in a really long time. Ken, are you ready? Yeah, totally. Oh, Cena. Yeah. Cena, (laughs) Cena wins a lot of points in that, that movie. Yeah. It's great. But, um, go back and listen to our review of that listener. If you want our full thoughts, but that's a, that's a low key one that I didn't even consider because it was so recent, but that, that should, should have made the list. I'm not even going to, not even gonna lie. Yeah. That was superb. It was, good like, it was good, good stuff, and hopefully more from Schumer uh, in that same category, in that same vein. Eventually, um, okay. I feel like we're done with number fives, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. My next one is in that same vein, and it's Knocked Up, the Judd Apatow movie. I feel like Knocked sure. Up is definitely chick flick. Yeah, I love Knocked Up, Heigl. and that's. Yeah, that's it's like the a chick only flick for girls time. and it's a guy's flick for guys. It's like sure. It's those two sides kind of coming together is what makes yeah. it kind of it's, what it's it the is. only time ever that Catherine Heigl has been even remotely likable. It's amazing. Like <laughs> Apatow should win uh, best director for the rest of time for making that happen because that's impossible. It's and funny. He, he I heard some interview. With, I think it was Howard Stern maybe last year talking to Catherine Heigl and <sighs> asked her about it. And he was like, yeah, you know, like how they're. You know, there's this rumor that like it was the worst and that you were the worst. And she's like, that's helpful to hear because I had such a great time making that movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you had a great time. It's you who are insufferable. It's not like <laughs> it wasn't the people, you know, you weren't being, you know, you weren't suffering. It was the being around you is what was made it so terrible. Uh, but uh, I guess it's hard for her to accept that. And her career has definitely kind of 
I don't know what it, is that procedural still on? What was it called? No, it's canceled. But she has another There's show NBC. coming. Yeah, she has a new a couple, one on CBS. Yeah. yeah, some legal drama with Dulé Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, no. and and Elliot Gould, bro. So. Mm. Oh, I love me some Elliot Gould. I do too, but I've heard him on a few shows. I love Elliot Gould, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, he's kind of a pivot. <laughs> I cannot. That does not surprise me at all. Yeah, I'm I was gonna... surprised and pretty heartbroken. But he's 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 up there in the pivot category in in few interviews I've seen with him. But I love him and everything. By the show, wait, the show was called State of Affairs. For those of you at home, oh yeah, the one that got yeah. canceled that I was thinking of, State of Affairs. Yeah. Rip off of Homeland, so it's good. Yeah, it was. Forgot about that. Rip. <laughs> watched the pilot and never watched it again. <laughs> um, okay, so knocked up, made the list, and uh, it's one that gets better with age for sure. And um, it might still rank as my favorite Apatow, and that's all you know. Tough to say because he's done a lot of great and iconic uh, comedies. You know, Trainwreck, mm-hmm. naming are to be more recent. Um, He's kind of kept doing it, done it well, you know, to varying degrees of success along the way with uh, This Is 40, for example. Um, You know, some people loved it, some people hated it, and same with Funny People, it kind of straddles that line, but I feel like a lot of people, or if not everybody, like Knocked Up, and it's kind of his crowning achievement as as a comedic director, and definitely the best ensemble he's had. In a long time, like Seth Rogen the and then all his friends, was... Siegel before he was big Siegel guy and all that. Yeah, good stuff. I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, "Oh, that's you know, that's how we're not as at the time weren't as crass or as funny." But uh, it was like, "Oh, that's how my friends and I talk to each other." Though it really understood the male dynamic in a realistic way better than anything, and then that was topped even more by Superbad, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. But in terms of kind of rom com chick flick, definitely this movie's super tender. Uh, in a lot of ways, and it's kind of a great, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun little, uh, you know, it's on, put it to you this way, when they run reruns of this movie, it's on E. I don't think that's a mistake. I think that qualifies it as a chick. She book. works at E in the movie, so there yeah, you go. True. That's uh, it's plenty of Seacrest to go around, I assure you. <laughs> um, what's number four for you guys? Step right up, Brian. Uh, I'm going to combine two here okay. because we, we sort of touched on them earlier and, and dismissed them, but they're two of my favorites. So I'm going to, I'm just going to put them together. Mean girls and easy a, uh, oh. may or may not qualify as chick flicks. I went back and forth on that. Cause the, the romance element is definitely the, the last part, I guess it's not as important as everything else that's taking place within the movie, but those are two. Of all the movies I have on my list, if you said, hey, you have to pick what movie off of here to watch right now, those are the first two I'm thinking. Like, I love, those are so rewatchable and enjoyable. Uh, Emma Stone is so great in ECA. And Mean Girls is, Mean Girls is a movie that gets better every single time you watch it to me. Like, I, if I watch it right now, I will think it is better than the last time that I watched it. It's, it never fails. So love, love both of those movies and, and, uh, would would happily watch either of them at any point yeah easy a is follows i always get that confused with she's the man because they you know easy a does yeah. scarlet letter and and she's the man does shakespeare and it's kind of doing the same you know modern adaptation in mm-hmm. uh in that same kind of tone so 
I could I could kind of interchange either of those, but I didn't know you were so high on them. That's amazing. Yeah, big fan. Emma, Emma big Stone definitely helps the helps because it's not a man. Easy is great. So. Stanley, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tudyk. I said yeah. no. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. What is that his name? Gosh, I'm yeah. blanking on it. Yeah, he's so great Tucci. in that movie. Tucci. Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Oh, they Gosh. mean Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Yeah. No, not Alan, not Alan Tudyk. Uh, Stanley Tucci is is unbelievable in that movie. Right. Yeah, he's unbelievable in almost everything. Later on in my list, though, just a tease. And another prerequisite, guys. Um, I feel like we need to talk more about Five Hundred Days of Summer because that's probably like number one for, I don't know, at least a lot of girls that I know. And and uh, I put out a poll on Twitter, and it was number one on that poll. Um, wow. As far as the comparing it to Juno and You've Got Mail, and I put other too. So, um, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah. Yes. Yay. Nay. Yeah, that was weird to me. Like, I I liked Five Hundred Days of Summer. I saw it once, but it like it didn't even register on my radar um, until I saw saw the poll on Twitter. And it's it makes me want to go rewatch it. I remember liking it, but it, it wasn't lasting to me at all. Okay. Yeah, and I hate you hate straight from the source so much by the end of the movie that it like hurts the movie. That's true. Chick flicks, you I can't just like hate what it a character. Is. Yeah, like she's so awful at the end. So you're just like so bummed out. And the little in the little stinger at the end doesn't really help. You're still just like bummed because you you spend the whole movie kind of falling in love with her, and then it's just like oh she's not the one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. Okay. Oh, there's Mila Kunis. No, there's a uh, Minka Kelly. All right. Well, I'm moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. It works for me. That would work for me. <laughs> for Jeter, I just felt like that's going to be the one that we're going to get the most comments about. That they, nobody could believe it wasn't sure. in our top five. So mm-hmm. we did mention it. Very original it movie, though. It, should, it gets a lot of credit as a movie, just not perhaps on this list. I would feel like agreed. It does. It's one maybe a funner watch than a lot of these, but it's uh, maybe not the uh, wholesome feeling that we want. Um, okay, any number fours that we haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, so my uh, my number four and new mention here, the wedding singer. Oh, nice, nice. So that that's probably my most rule breaking of my uh-huh. own rules movie. Yeah. But I, it's again, I just love it so much and could watch it every day. So uh, it had to make my list. Nice. Sandler is a good romantic lead when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know he's done it a few times with like Punch Drunk and that. 51st states to an extent i mean mm-hmm. he's good at that but uh you know he does like grown-ups instead so he likes money <laughs> so yeah he likes money a lot which so he just so. does the do-over and the ridiculous six and pixels <laughs> and the cobbler and men, men women and children those are his last five movies by the way i just named oh, i left out hotel transylvania right, you're too, me retroactively so. hate the wedding singer <laughs> list so uh, maybe i retract movie. my <laughs> yeah wedding singer is great Totally. I forgot blended. Okay, let's go back. Wow. I'm just scrolling. Okay. It's brutal. He did funny it's people in two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah. That was Instead eight years ago. Bastards. Yeah. And since then oh gosh. Before mm. that though, he was even <laughs> worse. He did the Zohan right before that. But after that he did Grown Ups. Yeah. Um Zookeeper. <laughs> just go with it. Jack and Jill. Hotel Transylvania, oh, that's my boy. Grown Ups Two, Blended, Men, Women, and Children, The Cobbler, Pixels, and his Netflix movies. So, 
That's just your, your yearly seven hundred million dollars. Seven hundred fifty <laughs> million dollars, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say yeah. that that's you know right in the um, right in the wheelhouse of of Sandler was in those days, um, excluding Little Nicky. You know, uh, I would say the Wedding Singer is probably his maybe um, more. You know, the one that's kind of held up the best or the most, uh, yeah, has absolutely. the most kind of rewatchability other than maybe Happy Gilmore or. or yeah, Happy Madison. Gilmore, Billy Madison, and The Wedding Singer are the three Adam Sandler movies that I can rewatch regularly. That's interesting. You never hear The I'm, Wedding Singer in that. That's cool to hear. I never hear that. I always do. I always think that's, I think that's considered his best movie by most, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's just often forgotten, I, I feel like. I just don't yeah. think of it. I always hear <laughs> Big Daddy and, um, I don't know. Punch drunk love more than that. Uh, I just don't hear, you know, it's not I as often people are like, man, anger management, man. best Sandler. He's just like, you know, like, yeah, he's in that, <laughs> but I just didn't think of it first when I think of him and wedding singer is, um, it's hard to, it's hard to fault. It's kind of him doing his thing, you know, and, uh, a lot of nostalgia too. So, uh, number fours are done. We're done. Um, I'm going to move on to mine. I, I don't think I did my number. Oh, what was it? Uh, my number four is. Let me get to my list here. Um, oh, here's one. It's it's one that uh, is probably going to be unpopular, but it's one we haven't mentioned yet. But I think it's a good little. To me, it's like quintessential chick flick. Um, is a movie called The Holiday. <laughs> With uh, Cam Diaz, Kate Winslet, um, Jack Black, and Co. I'm just mm-hmm. a lovely little. It's always on TV. And it's an yeah. enjoyable, I always find my, it's, it's one of those, um, it's, it's, I don't think it's Nancy Myers, but it has a lot of the Nancy Myers, like kitchen porn type stuff, or just like every scene, just, you just want to be in whatever room it's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put the holiday up there because I wanted to have something a little, a little different. Oh, that is well you, well. you get to be different for a couple more slots till I ring it in at number two. <laughs> so. Oh, my girl, what up? <laughs> wow. I love the holiday. It's it it has become for me it hits the the perfect intersection of Christmas movie and chick flick. So it has it has uh, in the last few years become on my regular Christmas rotation along with Elf and you know yeah. Home Alone and those others. Yeah. If you can double dip yes. the uh, genre, if you can do chick flick and Halloween movie. There. No. no, you're talking. That's a little movie called Hocus Pocus. Yeah, we've seen yeah. it. We all we love Hocus Pocus. And it's actually The Shining in my household, but uh, <laughs> for a different reason, no. Um, yeah, that's every day. Always popping out The Shining. Gosh. Interesting. I'm going to have to mark that one. Normally we watch Krampus, so the holiday is going to have to be one <laughs> that we make tradition in my house. Okay. Your mom does love the Krampus. She loves Krampus. Just can't walk in. <laughs> Susan Garrison yeah. loves Krampus. And it's, it's, everyone knows it. It's actually and, not surprising uh, if you've met my mom. No. She <laughs> loves Krampus. Just, that's just who she is. Um, okay. The people at the grocery store call her the Krampus lady because she has a lot of sweatshirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's all themed. All right. Um, my next one on my list is a one that I saw recently. It's about time. Oh yeah. yes, and uh, Donald Gleason, and this one is has a time travel element, of course, because it has Rachel McAdams, 
right? But it's it's um, how is she not in leap year? <laughs> she was stuck in the past. She couldn't get here in time <laughs> to record it. It's tough. It's as if like a you know people come to her and part of the pitch is time travel, and she sells says always says yes, no matter what it is. She's like, oh yeah, okay, I'll do it. You know, so we need to write a movie about time travel, and because we know we can get Rachel McAdams. That's that's the moral. Um, but Super no, this one budge. this one does it in um more. Uh, it, it's kind of like the lobster, in my opinion. Yes. It, it's like mm-hmm. crazy concept, and uh, you know, if you're telling somebody, man, you need to see this movie. Oh, what's it about? Well, the lobster is. Oh, if you don't fall in love, you turn into a freaking animal or a lobster. Oh, that sounds ridiculous. You know, why would I ever like or want to see that? This is kind of the same way, and it's oh, it's about time travel, and you know. They're traveling this back this guy any day. through his closet can like come, you know, back in time and live any day. And it's a, it's just kind of a hard sell, you know? And it's, mm-hmm. uh, if you hadn't heard of it, you know, then you're like one of those, if I hadn't heard of it, it's probably not good. Why should I check it out? But this one, I think Brian told me to watch yeah. it. Um, I love about, we never did. Yeah, we saw it in the theaters. Yeah. I saw, I saw it at Alamo draft house friends of the show. Oh, wow. I remember seeing it there. Yeah. We never did an episode, but, uh, we um did recall recommends on it, and I went mm-hmm. went and checked it out, and I was blown away at how much I liked it and enjoyed it. And it's definitely chick flick centric, yeah, and uh, one that you could watch on a first date, last date, uh, all that, mm-hmm. and have a great time, and everybody will enjoy it. <laughs> and, last date, I like to, I like a good last date movie. You, you know what? Most a last recent, date, right before you go into your closet and relive it two or three more times. Yeah, last is in most recent, I think. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> And last you know, date. Well, that was a great movie, yeah. by the way. I've had a lot of last dates, so. <laughs> and they've all featured about I just, time. It's the weird I just difference. love that you're planning ahead. Like, well, this has run its course. Time to watch about time. Like, I love it. <laughs> love it. Um, so that one is super it, strong. Kid just sneaks out when the movie gets its darkest and leaves a note. That's his breakup move. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna go get it's, popcorn. Sorry, use a little post it. <laughs> it's about time that we stop seeing each other. <laughs> yeah, he always works in the of the film. Yeah, whatever puts the on his sunglasses and drives away. It is. Maybe that's why I get, don't get a lot of dates because I use too many puns. Maybe I just need to <laughs> drop that one. Profile is a little aggressive in the pun. All right. So that one made my list. I don't know if it made y'all's, but it's uh, number. I guess number three, three. on my list. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay, I'll go to three, because I was trying to figure out how to shoehorn an extra one in here, and you, you just hit About Time, so now I don't have to, so thanks, Kent. I cool. love About Time. Such a great movie, and very underrated. People Next. need to watch it. My number three is going to be uh, a movie that I think is kind of a love or hate sort of thing, because it is a, we've talked about it a little bit before, but it's a very, to me, a very realistic uh, look at relationships, and that tends to turn people away sometimes, but um, it's it's a very flawed movie that that I think works because of its flaws, and that's Crazy Stupid Love, um, which is a fantastically written movie that plays so well with uh, just kind of like real human emotions, and then escalating them to uh, perhaps a ridiculous level. And then you've got you got American Treasure Steve Carell and uh, American Treasure soon to be Julianne Moore and certain American Treasures of future uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. It's just a it's so much fun to watch and the it works with the relationships on every front. And I think that's something that typically gets missed at times in some of the chick flicks you get uh either the the 
the two leads work really well together, but the, you know, the other groups, not so much, or I don't know, like the women talking seems really realistic and, and works well, but the men it doesn't or vice versa. This is one that's like the relationship between Carell and Moore is very real and on point. The relationships between Carell and Gosling and Gosling and Stone and on down the list, they they seem to work so well. And I love I love this movie and love seeing uh, Carell and, and Gosling work together, especially. It's such such a fun, weird pairing. Yep. 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 And um, we're running out of time or else I would ex- <laughs> exasperate or uh, elaborate on that a little bit more. I'm not going to be uh, in the, in the concept of time, which I'm sure we'll, we already did talk about it. Um, when we talk all in, it is about time. <laughs> uh, what's your next oh, one? Yeah. Emily. Uh, my number three is a movie called the American president. Oh, Wait, oh gosh, interesting. Wow. Oh, you're pulling them all at us this evening. Wow. Did not, yeah. didn't even think of that, that one. That has been one of my favorite movies since I was in high school. Um, it's you know it's a Sorkin script, so it's yeah. witty and fast paced and and awesome. No, um, feminist Michael Douglas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it's you know it's it's got all it hits all the all the beats of a good romantic comedy. Um, it's got an amazing blue dress that I like want to go to a ball just so I can find <laughs> this blue dress and wear it. Um, it you know it's just. I I love it. Um, it it hits a lot of like DC jokes and things that I I actually just spent a couple months in DC at the end of last year and um, had to go to Dupont Circle just because they talk about Dupont Circle so much in the American President the movie. Um, <laughs> the cheesery. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> um, it you know I I enjoy like it's it's just one of those movies that I have memorized you know half of the movie over time. Um, because it's just so rewatchable. So, wow. Awesome. Great, great call. Good pull. Good pull. Uh, what, what are you, your next one, Richard, if we haven't mentioned it? Uh, we don't think we have, let's see. Oh no, we have. So we'll just gloss over it. My next one is, uh, my number three is clueless. Oh, oh cool. That is you. a, look at you. Yeah, I love clueless. I love you. clueless. I think it's super smart. Yeah, uh, Amy Brenneman, I think is her name. Who wrote that? Is that who it is? Uh, mm, let me see. Yeah. I'll do some Google goggling. Amy uh, Brenneman is no, she, no. She was on NYPD Blue. It's something like that. I think it's Tom Brenneman. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 Amy Heckerling. Amy Heckerling. Yeah. Got my Amy's mixed up. I yeah. apologize. Really great script and a really well directed movie. Um, it's got. <laughs> Amy Brenneman, Brenneman is judging Amy. So that's, that's just right. now I can't get that out of my head. Just, that's right. Uh, uh, but yeah, though, this cast was super loaded. Um, Stacy Dash, yo. Stacy Dash, man. <laughs> Miracle of, of biology, Stacy Dash. Not so much psychology, but maybe biology. <laughs> um, Brittany Murphy's great in this. Rest in peace. Um, Paul Rudd, uh, Dan Idea, who's in mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> it's like three year Dan Idea run. Um, also Eliza Donovan, big crush on her as a kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, though, this has a, uh, this is, this is, I think one of the really great, uh, nineties films, but also a great, a movie that like, um, 
actually has like a really good lesson for young girls at the end. And so minus mm-hmm. the whole like making out with your brother. And yeah. so stepbrother. <laughs> also a good message. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> but there's a lot to like learn ethically here. And I you could tell just... Richard was an only child. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a, a really, a uh, really great movie and it has, everything working against it and it crushes it. So I always think for a degree of difficulty, it's really up there. True. My Uh, wife's favorite movie of all time. Interesting. 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 Um, I'm going to go with my top two. Um, my number one might be on y'all's list. I don't know. It's pitch perfect. Oh, wow. Wow. Total chick flick. Yeah, no, that's totally enjoyable, fun, random, uh, fun, late night kind of movie. And, um, it's uh it falls in the category of musical and I almost left it off here because of what you said Emily about the high school it has to be adults but this is kind of adults because they're like somewhat in college but maybe out of college but they still love acapella I don't know what's going on but I know I like it um Pitch Perfect is a uh, it's one you never thought you'd like but you do so the that one thing about Pitch Perfect and I like mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect too is like it doesn't try at all to make it like a realistic college movie at the same time. It just owns that it's absolutely ridiculous. And that's thus it works. Like no one has these singing competitions. Yeah. We know that we're not going to try to make it. it and yeah. I'm really glad that I, this movie came out later in my life and not um, earlier because I can imagine like junior high football coaches calling me, come on, you Barton Bella. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty happy. I didn't have to endure <laughs> yeah, that sidestep that landmine. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been bad. Um, but that's my number one. But I also put on the list uh, Father of the Bride. Kind of. That's a good one. Yeah. And I thought about that one. American Treasure Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Leads, leads North the, American Treasure Martin Short. Martin Short. Sure. And uh, um, what's, her, what's her name? Paisley. Yeah. Um, Michelle. Yeah, Kimberly Williams. Kimberly Williams Paisley. Yeah, there you there go. There you go. Yep. Um, she, she is a doll. Why isn't she yeah, in more stuff? Fun. She's great. Um, but uh, Father of the Bride Part 2 so you didn't watch According to maybe is, is hilarious, too. I did. I actually did <laughs> read the fan fiction. Um, there is, um, there's a lot to like about these, but uh, they they hold up well. But, I mean, Steve Martin being being the man is really uh, what yeah. carries them. Um, but that that kind of I was hesitant about that because they're not female led specifically as far as chick flick. But uh, what's more no, chick flicky than a wedding? You know, um, I guess. I think they definitely hit that that portion of Richard's Venn diagram that is you know chick flick but not romantic comedy, and and so it's really hard to categorize or kind of put mm-hmm. into a box. But you know, those are such good movies, and and absolutely, I mean, they're they're just ones that will just you know, make most girls feel happy when, mm-hmm. when they come on. Sure. It's more proof that Macaulay is the worst Culkin too. Not even in the top three Culkins because <laughs> Kieran Culkin owns those movies too. Um, love it. But <laughs> BD Wong. Great. Uh, BD Wong is great in that. Martin Short as Frank Martin Short is, is, yeah. is Frank classic is... as classic gets <laughs> as far as, comedic characters are concerned. Um, I mean, that's just, I mean, they, I'm surprised they haven't done five father of the brides and just like Franck has been the only consistent and it's just (laughs) 
Kimberly Williams yeah, and their kids and their, you know. In 2017, you know, it might uh, offend some people, but uh, uh, gosh, that's a funny <laughs> That's like the movie that like best, that character best ca- captured Martin Short's like insane energy on screen, even more than Clifford probably. It's so funny in Father of the Ride Part 2 where he takes the sleeping pill and he has to like... <laughs> <laughs> put George Banks on his back and like carry him to the car when she's going into labor, you know? And he's like, yes. we can do this, Mr. Boggs. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, that is that you're, you're hurting laughing from that, you know, that whole sequence where he takes too many sleeping pills and then they go in the late. I mean, that is, that's great stuff, but above the bride, chick flick, top of the list, pitch perfect in that. And, uh, I'm happy. That's, yeah. that's, that's my list. What about uh, what about you, Brian? My top two, number two for me is has not been mentioned yet, so I'm going to assume that it won't be. Is uh, is Serendipity with uh, oh, Kate Beckinsale yeah. and uh, John Cusack? Ah. Um, that I don't, I honestly can't tell you why I like that movie so much, but it just it Piven. for whatever reason, Jim yeah, it does have, it. it's Piven. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan. Overall, <laughs> uh, celebrate the man's whole catalog, but um, it just has the i think in that time period there were not a lot of uh date movies slash chick flicks that felt like there was i don't know i don't want to say necessarily equal screen time but like both of the leads um outside of tom hanks meg ryan movies actually like really mattered to the story and you kind of get background on both of them and develop characters and things like that. Um, it's just, it's borders on guilty pleasure, but it's such an enjoyable movie uh-huh. to me that I've, that I've always loved it. And I, I heard Beckinsale recently on a, a podcast and, and uh, she said that when <laughs> she said, when men come up to her uh, and perpetually just for the last 10 years, people, men will come up and say, Hey, your favorite movie. And she's like, Oh, of course it's going to be underworld or something like that. And they're, she said nine times out of ten, they say, I just love serendipity. So for whatever reason, that seems to reach out to uh, mm-hmm. to the male audience uh, of chick flicks, which is me, apparently. So my, uh, I love uh, serendipity. <laughs> my whole life, or since that movie came out, uh, women from like um, – I have a weird relationship with this movie. Women from – I've only seen it once, I think. I need to see it again. But women from like 40 – they're always the same age. They're like 40 to 55. They always come up to me and say that I'm just, I look and act exactly like John Cusack's character in that movie. I mean, (laughs) I'm serious. Maybe, I'm not kidding. Since that movie came out in 2001, maybe eight to 11 women have said that to me (laughs) that don't know each other. And so I I don't, I've watched it once or twice. And the whole time I watch it, I'm just watching him because I'm like trying to figure out what (laughs) it is in me. But because I don't think I look anything like John Cusack. And I'm serious. It is the number one. You remind me of this. It's always, and they're always like, it's something. What is it? Now I've gotten to the point where I can just be like, it's John Cusack. And say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so bizarre. But he does yeah, wear a lot always... of cardigans in that movie. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> he <know>. does. <laughs> he does. And he's, he's just ranting about Larry Sanders the whole time. <laughs> Love it. All right. That's my number two. My number one is the movie that, uh, if you say Chick Flick, is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, it's one of my, it's the only movie that we're, that we've talked about today that was in consideration for my top 10 of all time. When we did that, what seems like 14 or 15 years ago, um, classic, classic romantic comedy, classic chick flick to me. And 
and holds up quite well uh, 25-ish years later, and that's when Harry met Sally. Uh, yeah. I love, love the Crystal and, and Meg Ryan dynamic. That's probably peak Billy Crystal, I think. Uh, maybe City Slickers a couple years later, but uh, that's... Obviously, you didn't that's, see him at Josh Gad and Comedians. <laughs> right, but. not yet. It's soon. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm sure I'll binge that soon. Uh, I love their the way they they work together, and the script for that is so perfect. Uh, oh. is a, in my younger days, as when I was experimenting with trying to write scripts and books and things like that, that was one of, that was one of the first scripts that I bought a copy of because it's such a such a really well written and tight script, well directed, all that sort of stuff. So when Harry Met Sally is a is a great movie and, and very easy to uh, to rewatch. All these years later, I've seen it dozens of times at this point and uh, always, always enjoy it no matter what. Yeah, can't argue. It was on my honorable mentions. I didn't mm-hmm. mention it because I knew it would be mentioned later, but um, it's really everything you want in um, fun, romantic comedy, chick flicky. Mm-hmm. Don't consider it more, much of a chick flick, but um, it, it's uh, maybe because I like it so much, I refuse to believe that it is. So that's fine. That's just my own uh, fault. Uh, Richard, was any number one? Oh, Emily. Sorry. Yeah, go uh, Emily first, then I'll yeah. go. Yeah. Um, so I'll number go two I mentioned earlier was The Holiday. Yeah. Uh, and then number one, we, we talked about earlier, um, and it was in all of your honorable mentions, but my very favorite of all time has got to be You've Got Mail. Wow. Nice. So it I is, like that one, too. That's it's a the movie, movie that... I don't care what else is going on. If, if I'm flipping through channels and you've got mail is on TBS, like it is, you know, three times a week, I, (laughs) wherever it is in the movie, I will just stop whatever I'm doing and, and watch the rest of it. Um, it's, it's just, it invokes all of the, you mentioned the nostalgia. It's got the, the small, you know, Bookshop. Yeah, she owns a bookstore, which I mm-hmm. would love to do myself, are. even yeah. though it's failing. And right. um, you know, it just it hits it hits all the right notes. Um, you know, whenever you can have a movie that talks about you know bouquets of freshly sharpened pencils and mm-hmm. and things like that, just all the language that's used, um, just feels warm. I don't have another word. Yeah, totally. For it other I think than that's warm. Great foot. Yeah. Yeah, and Kent, you were ta- you were talking about it earlier, and you were touching on one thing, and you're right, you're totally right about it. But I think it's because because it is kind of so nostalgic to a certain technological time, uh, because it's you've got mail. Um, I think because of that, it's it's underrated. Sure, and it's still it's still true about it, but it's like it's it's a really good little movie, and I think pretty much on par with Sleepless in Seattle, and. Uh, or better, you know, according to Emily, but what does she know? It's not like she's on the show regularly. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but like, yeah, I think it like hurts it historically in a weird way, even though yeah. it's true about it. It's, People wouldn't it's, probably give it a chance just because yeah, of that factor. The title seems so like, you know, it'd be like, uh, it's, it'd be like naming a, a movie, you know, check your Zanga inbox, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> and it was, and it's a really great movie, but it's still like, you're kind of looking at like, remember that, remember that sound. Right. But it's, but it's lovely and timeless in a weird way also. Well, it, yeah. Cause when you think about like, you know, the, the 
thesis of it all of like you hear those three little words and your heart starts racing a little bit and you get those butterflies, you know, anticipating what it's going to be. You still get that today with a, you know, a text message. So you've mm-hmm. met someone you're interested in. And when you feel that buzz or you hear that tone of the text message before you even see what the message is, you get that little bit of excitement seeing their name on the screen. And, um, Every morning you know, with our group text between Brian and Kent and me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Every day I wake up to it and I'm filled with, I guess you could call it butterflies. I just uh, call it lust. My doctor calls yeah, it uh, <laughs> something else, but uh, I like to call it butterflies. Um, and, and, calls and it severe anxiety, but... Uh. Another part of that movie, which is a great reveal, is the fact that they're so crazy about each other online, but mm. they hate each other in real life, and they have no idea it's the same person. And I love that kind of discovery... And in the Chappelle scene, like you mentioned earlier, Richard, of him, like, yep, that's her in there. You know, he's going to meet her with coffee. Be like, that's definitely, you don't like. definitely Kathleen Kelly in there. And he's like, dang it. You know, and, he's, and he has to like act like a, you know, a douche about it, you know, act like yeah. the guy that she knows, you know, not the guy that she's coming to meet and all that. Like, that's so, so well played out and uh, such a great little narrative, kind of dramatic irony that the audience knows, but they don't know, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, I love that. I love that trope. It's so great that Chappelle's in that movie too. And he's good in it too. Oh yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It's so actor. funny that that's him. He's a great. Actor. And then the ending when she's, you know, I, I was hoping it was you, you know, like yeah. that, that as they realize, when they, she sees the, the dog and like, he's like, the love chasing hate the dog. has become, yeah. you know, has become the love instead of the hate. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. She totally sells out though and like closes that bookstore and joins his empire of Barnes and Noble though. That doesn't get enough play. <laughs> it's a real sellout. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> it's kinda I don't know. Burst the bubble for surprised he wasn't more mad about it. Be like, Oh, so you like me online but you don't like me in real life, you know? <laughs> You're one of those girls? No. Um but it's so sweet. It's it's such a Classic one. It's classic, mm-hmm. and it shows how much we devolved because they write these lovely yeah. uh, messages to each other about their lives, and now it's just yeah, like, you like quoting the golf Godfather, <laughs> where he's like, "Snap me if it's coo," you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. So that there you have it. Best funnest best chick flicks of all time. That was oh, fun. Did we get Richard's one. What was yeah, your number one, Kent Richard? Loves just leaving me out. I I got to do my two and my one. Oh. Um. I'll go quickly because they were both mentioned. Uh, my number two uh, is, hold on, I gotta close my list because you even fooled even me. My number two is Notting Hill. Love Notting Hill. Uh, love Hugh Grant. Everyone knows that I love Hugh Grant. I feel um, like that one's been lost to time, Richard. Like, I'm shocked. Really? That, I'm really surprised you put that on there because I don't think anybody even thinks of Notting Hill anymore. And I, I do. Uh, I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's on TV quite forever. a bit. Okay. It's in the rotation. I see it like because I don't own it or anything, and I see it like once a year somehow still. So, mm-hmm. um, and then my number one is something Brian mentioned earlier is Easy A. Whoa, great! Yeah, I love Easy Strong. A. Strong. Yeah, it's like Easy A and Mean Girls are uh, both up there, and I love Mean Girls so much at the time. But I have to say, the aging crown has to go to Easy A. I think it's aged better. Interesting. Strong. I love Easy A. That was a that was one of my my wife and I went to see that when it first came. That's when you could see a movie still without any sort of real expectation of what was to come, you know. 
and uh, was just like, man, that was way better than I could have ever imagined it being and have mm-hmm. enjoyed watching it over and over again. The only, the only downside is we're talking about it barely, and I already have Pocket Full of Sunshine stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the only downside of the movie. True. Okay. There you have it. There we go. Now we're finally done. There you go. Chick fil A. So we can say favorite. now, women, stop making movies. We've given you your acknowledgement. <laughs> Gosh. You know what? Yeah, I feel like the chick flick itself is a lost art form. Like in the 90s, yeah, we were killing it. Every year, there was three or four decent ones, at least. Yeah. And I, it, it they were nominated for Oscars genre. back then. You yeah. Know? Like for what? The romantic the comedy, especially. Or yeah. Romantic comedies, especially, are dead because it's, it's, it's turned into Nicholas Sparks in- movies, which, yeah. like, there are, it's either Nicholas Sparks movies or it's Judd Apatow movies. Like yeah. there's there's nothing oh, in between shades, of like of something. Yeah, yeah, nothing that is um not super cheesy and over the top ridiculous romance or super crude. Like yeah. you know, that it, it just you can't it, it nothing plays in the middle there anymore. Right. It's date movies that they're gone. Cause it's like there are plenty of I don't know, like those Nicholas Sparks movies, I'm sure there are plenty of uh, of women who love love those movies and enjoy going to see them. But your your husband slash boyfriend or whatever hates that movie so much. Whatever you're doing, it's just like I want to kill myself instead of watch <laughs> this movie. Um, you can go see it with your girlfriends, but I I just I don't want to do it. And the vice versa, just like you said, uh, Emily is is you know the super crude kind of uh, guy oriented. Uh, date. It's just it's a different it's a different world. We just don't have these kind of movies hardly. And the ever. only thing that's gotten close to it in the last few years, I would say, but it kind of was too dark in certain spots to really fully do it. Is Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah, that's like the closest we've come to a rom com in the last five years, and to a good rom com. And mm-hmm. it's not quite that, but I think it sucks because I think we have. Real a really good crop of potential great rom com and chick flick actors and actresses, like Jennifer Lawrence could just. Hold, I mean, she could be Julie Roberts. She could be Sandra Bullock in a heartbeat. Um, but those those scripts aren't there, and it it sucks. But hopefully, you know, there's like you know, like you mentioned Trainwreck earlier. Maybe Amy Schumer could do. You know, she might be Nora Ephron or or something like that. I mean, that's where yeah. you have the right. Or Zach Efron could be. Yeah, she could be. Um, through the miracle of science and <laughs> it's like, uh, and Richard Curtis who does several movies, you know, who did Notting Hill and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the time one, I never remember what it's called. The one came about, about, yeah. about time, uh, you know, you need those time crop bandits. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need those type of writers to pop up. Cause it's a type of writing that's tough Yeah, and you have to be really funny and witty and sweet and appeal to a lot of different things. I just don't think those writers come along that often. So we need you potential romantic comedy writers. Or they don't write those movies because they're yeah. low budget and they don't make big money. Yeah. You know, like the talented be. writers are like, I'm going to write either Oscar movies or blockbusters. I'm not going to yeah. write. Mm-hmm. Role and then there was the Gary Marshall movies that were just like mother's day oh, and Valentine's geez. day and all that stuff, Maybe which is a whole different sneakily good at the rom-com, not really rom-com, but kind of date movies is link later. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, almost everything series, he puts out great. before series, yeah. and uh, you know, even like everybody wants some. A movie like that is, uh, you know, he he kind of does that kind of not really Judd Apatow crude, but not the uh, cheesy uh, mm-hmm. 
super cheesy kind of chick flick, kind of the the mid uh, adult comedy uh, date movie kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there we have it. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And uh, maybe check one of these out over the weekend or whatever. all of them start yeah, working on it. They're now. all good. They're Let's all go. good stuff. So Emily, thank you for joining us again. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, where can we find me. you online? You can find me on Twitter at the daily M E M. And yeah, that's it. All right. Follow <laughs> her there. Brian, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Beagle 12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat at Richard Barden. You can find my writing in the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter, which oh, there's a new one out for February Yay. 2017. So I that's read exciting. that today. Oh, so nice of you. And it, Did you enjoy it? I did. Tell me more. Look at her. She's nice. She's, she's trying to get back on the show. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Emily. That's very nice of you. You would recommend it to other people? I would, I would greatly recommend it. Uh, yeah. Nice back and I'm forth s- between Brian and Richard. Uh, yeah. and another article from Look, Robbie. I'm not your teacher. You don't have to prove that you read it. I believe you. <laughs> like, me to, like me to cite oh. my sources. and uh, Please show your work. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so right. No, be like Emily. Uh, sign up for that at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash newsletter. Kent, sure. where can I find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and find us online at madaboutmovies on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Leave us five stars if you like what you hear. Definitely continue the conversation offline at mam underscore podcast for our show and madaboutmoviespodcast.com. We love your messages, emails, and donations. And we appreciate those. So thank to the sponsors for making this episode a reality and until next week uh, we'll see you at the cinema bye hey baby I hear the blues are calling toss salads and scrambled eggs and maybe I seem a bit confused yeah maybe but I got you pegged <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs they're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.